Fulcrum Transmissions, a Star Wars podcast. Thank you for joining us this week. Episodes will typically be uploaded every Monday, and any changes to that schedule will be posted on our Twitter and TikTok at Fulcrum Pod and on Instagram at Fulcrum Podcast. Be sure to follow us on any of those for previews and information about upcoming episodes. Hi, my name is Sage. I use she, they pronouns, and you can find me on TikTok and on Twitter at Sage Sindula. Hi, my name is Claire, and my pronouns are she, her. You can find me on TikTok at Claire Kenobi and on Twitter at Corky Kenobi. All right, today we're talking about the book of Boba Fett. Um, we haven't talked about the show since I think it's it's pilot. Uh, so it's kind of giving me like an, an overview episode, our thoughts, our analysis, and probably a lot of critiques. <laughs> but yeah, we'll, we'll get into it. Something interesting about like the book of Boba Fett is that like it doesn't feel like its own show um and which is you know a good thing and a bad thing because a Star Wars what it is at the basics is just like a bunch of stories put together all connected in some way to you know create this canon timeline that we've been like compiling for years um and so like in that sense this show does a really great job at connecting things you know and uh being being a fun like way to explore different characters and different you know aspects of Mandalorians which we haven't gotten a ton of information on um which is funny because there are so many Mandalorian related things in our canon, but, you know, it's, we got some more, we got to know more about Boba Fett, um, who was a character that, you know, appeared in the original trilogy, who everyone was like, that's really cool, but we know nothing about him. And now we do. Now we have like a sense of who his character is beyond comic books and beyond the like Clone Wars TV show and you know there's callbacks to everything in his life and that was really great to see um but in the sense that like this show stands on its own and you could just like hop on Disney plus and be like yeah like I'm gonna watch this show it's it I would assume it'd be a little bit hard to understand especially not having watched the Mandalorian it did feel more of like a Mandalorian season three which isn't inherently a bad thing. I just think that they should have marketed it more like that and not necessarily been like, yeah, this is a show about Boba Fett because Boba Fett, there are two episodes where he just doesn't speak. He's not even in one of them. Like it's a, it's a bit of a, it's interesting as a viewer to be like, yeah, I'm gonna watch this show called the book of Boba Fett and like not have him in the show for two episodes. Um, so yeah, I get, I can see both sides of it and I can, I have my own opinions, of course, but I think that in the sense that like, this is a show that is a part of a larger uh, cinematic universe. Like it's, it's part of this Mandalorian cinematic universe. Like that makes sense, like to me, you know, and I could, the storytelling wise, I can, I enjoyed it, you know, um, there's obviously things that I didn't enjoy though. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think that like had it been marketed more as like a Mandalorian like direct spin-off or season 3, like I would have enjoyed it more because the episodes we got with Din, the two that Bobo was like barely there for, 
I really enjoyed, but the problem was that my enjoyment was, like, hindered by the fact that the entire episode, I was like, okay, but when is Boba Fett going to show up? Like, this is, this show was marketed as being, like, specifically about him and Fennec, and so the fact that they were, like, very absent for two whole episodes of a seven-episode series, and we, like, we don't, we we haven't heard anything about whether there's going to be a second season or not, so it just felt weird, and, like, I sort of can see the value in having like an episode that steps away from Boba a bit, but like ties in thematically to what's going on. But I feel like that didn't happen very much with this finale. Like, I don't think that like the things that were set up in the two episodes that focused on Din and Grogu really like had payoff in Boba Fett, like his individual character arc. And so I was just like, they were, like I said, they were enjoyable episodes, but yeah, like you were saying, like it did feel very much like this is the Mandalorian season three with a bit more of a focus on Boba Fett. And that's not how it was marketed. So that's not what people went into it expecting, which I think is why myself and a lot of other people had problems with the structure of the story. Yeah, absolutely. And I also think that there's like this, I, this issue that I have with what kind of show this was because the the tone of it was different not even every episode but like within each episode I felt that there were things that I was like this doesn't feel like the same show that I was watching five minutes ago um which I think that some shows can pull that off and you know that that could be an interesting storytelling technique I I, you know the Mandalorian does it the the tone of each Mandalorian episode is different and has different directors and that's a big part of it um because Star Wars is kind of genreless or at least it should be you know because you could do anything in that universe and so having something that switches the tone a bit and switches into this like you know we're we're thinking about Boba Fett now and his like backstory and all this and then kind of getting into like Din's like journey with his like Mandalorian-ness and all that like that could have been really well done um if they established it more in the beginning I feel something that I would have really what I really think would have fixed I don't want to say fix the show but I but that would have made it easier to watch as a viewer um would have been to do an episode early on about Fennec because this show is like every single poster is has her on it you know this is her show just as much as is Boba's and it's like we still know absolutely nothing about her and so I'm kind of like here like okay well if you did an episode early on about Fennec and maybe a little bit of her backstory and maybe tie her story in um to this show where we saw her last in the Bad Batch with Boba's twin sister. Like, I don't know. I don't, I didn't need something like huge and dramatic, some dramatic reveal. I was just like, I kind of want to know a little bit more about my girl. Like, um, but you know, it didn't happen, which is fine. I think that overall the show was really, was good. You know, I could, I could watch each episode and like really enjoy the episodes except for when I did it, you know, like, that's kind of just how I'm feeling in general. I'm like, yeah, each episode, like, was fun. Like, I loved the Mando's, like, episodes. Like, I loved Din Djarin. Um, I loved seeing Luke Skywalker. But also, the entire time, like you said, I was like, okay, where's Boba? I feel like why the first two episodes worked really well 
was because it was so grounded in Tatooine. And I was like, this is what the show is about. This show is about Boba Fett. It is about Tatooine and its inner workings and its indigenous tribes. And then they killed off the Tusken Raiders and it literally did not feel like the same show again. Um, and so I was like, okay, well, what is this about? Even, even the parts with, with, uh, with that girl on the speeder bike and, and all those, those gals. And even that, I was like, these people don't even feel like they're from Tatooine and live there and experience the world. Like I understood what they were trying to do, you know, like I was like, oh, these are like the people of Tatooine, but it didn't feel like it. I don't know. Maybe it was like the aesthetic choices of it. They straight away, which was a risk. And I don't think it was necessarily bad, but it definitely did not feel like it belonged. I don't know. Maybe that was exactly the point. And it just like didn't work for me personally. But I don't know. It just kind of every part of the show felt different. um, And none of it felt cohesive. Yeah, I feel like like with um. I think her name's Drash and the little like yeah biker gang people and just like all there were all these like ideas there I think and I like like I kind of see what they were going for like you were saying like the aesthetic choices and things but I don't think that everything like really came together in that satisfying of a way where like all these individual parts and storylines were kind of set up and I don't think that a lot of them had the payoff that they were really intended to have, or at least that I was hoping that they would have. Um, and so I just like, like what, like watching it and I need to go back and like rewatch it now that we have the whole thing, but it is really like, I see what they were going for, I think, but like, it's hard for me to be sure what the overarching like theme and message and storyline were supposed to be based on like the information that we had and I think that that's just a combination of like episodes that didn't focus on Boba and sort of this like just writing and and like everything in general just didn't work as well as I think it could have because like you said the first two episodes were so good because they had this aesthetic that they picked and this like really clear and cohesive storyline that they were following and I thought they did that very well and then sort of once we started to like stray away from that and open up all these other plot lines and introduce new characters and it didn't really like mesh in the way that I think they wanted it to. I'm gonna use my like two cents now to be critical and then I'm gonna (laughs) leave it be for the rest of the recording but um I, by the end of this show, as soon as it ended, I was like, yeah, there was absolutely no reason to kill the Tusken Raiders. And that was such a like, like punch in the gut. You know, I was like, okay, well, because I was hoping that, wow, maybe something will actually come from this. But it was like, every time they mentioned it in the finale, like even Cad Bane mentioned it. And I was like, I understand you were trying to go for this, like, being loyal and avenging your family sort of thing but it's not hitting it is not because it you just you didn't need to do that and um yeah I was really hoping that some of them would actually be alive and have escaped but then I was like okay I guess not that was my main like gripe with the whole thing with the whole series um and we talked about that in a different episode so I'm not going to go super into it but like I just don't see the point in that it left such a bad taste in my mouth for the rest of the show that I felt like it like hindered my ability to enjoy it 
Yeah, I completely agree with that. And like you said, like we talked about it, so I don't want to like rehash all the same points. But yeah, like when we did talk about it, we were like, I don't know, like we don't really see any way narratively that they could make this work. And now that we're at the end, I'm like, it didn't work. And like, there wasn't a reason, like like you said, like even when they bring it up, it doesn't have the effect that they wanted it to have. It just makes me be like, yeah, that I didn't think it should have happened then. And I still don't think it should have happened. Focusing on the things that I I did enjoy, um, I think that the the glepshoification of Star Wars is is really something so special. Um, <laughs> I loved seeing Cad Bane. Right, that was everything, um, and he he is just. Anyways, I don't even have a word for him. I just love him a lot. But and he, I love seeing him. Love seeing Cobb Vanth, Ahsoka Tano, Luke Skywalker. Not that Luke Skywalker is a club shadow at all, but it was a, it was it was an unexpected surprise and one that I was really grateful for and I did really enjoy. Um, <laughs> that being said, the people who are casually watching this, what do you, what do they think? Because I I had some um, like I have coworkers who are just casually watching Boba Fett who have only watched The Mandalorian and some of the movies maybe and they're like yeah this is really cool but like they have no idea who these people are and I'm like yeah that makes sense like like Ahsoka Tano being like so much like your father someone who has never seen the Clone Wars is gonna be like what are you talking about like who are you um so I don't know I feel like the the interconnectivity between all these shows is something that can really really work um but they, I think they need to step on the gas or step on the brakes a bit, you know, I just maybe, maybe allow your viewers to not understand some things, um, but also give, you know, some background information. I don't know. I think that I, I hate to compare it to the MCU, but I am doing it anyways. Um, these, all the Marvel shows that have been coming out, work really well because you can watch all of them without watching the other ones um and you're never confused and for the like little things that are in each like show that interconnect everything for like marvel fans you're like oh my god no way like that's super awesome you have all your theories and all this which is like how i was for boba not that i had super many theories but like you know every little thing that came up i was like oh my god no way that's from like this this and this and then which is really cool to have. And, you know, when you're watching something, you get super excited over it. And, but then it's like, also, this is getting a bit much, you know, I think everything needs to be done, like in moderation. These things will come up that are obviously references to like the Clone Wars or Rebels or whatever. And I think that what I'm noticing is like, I know there are people, like you said, who are just watching the live action shows, who've never seen any of the animated series, which you should be able to do without feeling confused about who all these people are and like what they're talking about all the time because I think that like the animated shows have done a good job with interconnectivity among the animated shows if that makes sense like because people who are watching the animated shows have probably watched the other animated shows like if you're watching Bad Batch chances are you've watched the Clone Wars and Rebels because like it's just like a slightly deeper layer of like Star Wars fanism. I don't, that's not the right word, obviously, but like 
so like when people from like rebels will show up in the bad batch or like bad batch will make references to rebels or clone wars it like feels like it works better partially just because of like the storytelling but also just because you can rely on the fact that people know what you're talking about because they are watching that show but with like mandalorian and book of boba fett they can't necessarily rely on the fact that all the people watching it have watched clone wars and so i think there's like a fine line between like making references and putting little things in and like also it is cool to bring characters from those things into live action you just have to like explain who they are like the thing with ahsoka is like a lot of people know ahsoka even if they haven't watched the clone wars because she's just like a big character and like is a beloved character by the fan base but like if you don't know any of that if you're just like sitting down and watching it you'd be like who is this person we know she is a jedi from that one mandalorian episode but like they don't know really anything about her relationship with anakin like i don't even think you would know that she was anakin's padawan unless i'm like forgetting a line somewhere so like that line like you said being like oh so much like your father it's like that that would make no sense to someone who didn't know her history in the clone wars and so i'm just like i think it's cool to have her there and cool to have lines like that but they need to like at least give a little bit of context so that people who are just watching these shows can understand what's going on and not feel like oh i'm just having a good time but like don't really know who these people are and i think that that would just like enhance the viewing experience specifically for people who are not as big of fans and don't like necessarily know everything which is what the target audience of these shows should be especially the live action shows because more people watch those than watch the animated shows um i think that the like overall plot of the story made sense um but it took a while like there was a few episodes I was like what is happening like what's going on but once I got to the end I was like okay so you know Boba's trying to be this like crime lord but like not really like he's also kind of just wanting to like help out the people which you know I really liked that direction where he where his character's going specifically because of like his past as like someone who was on their own very young as a kid and who um had to like fend for himself and who ended up being a bounty hunter like that's really cool to see like a character have like an arc like that and turn around and um that's why like I I did really enjoy the end with Cat Bane when Bane was like you're still a killer like blah, blah blah and us as the audience we're like okay yeah obviously duh but like also he's a good guy <laughs> Sorry, that no, he's not, but like you understand my point. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm turning into the person that I hate, anyways. <laughs> I think that I think that the like some of the overall messages were a bit confusing. I was like, okay, hey, where are you going with this? Is this what you are actually trying to do? Or am I trying to look too deep into this? Or am I not looking deep enough? But like, I thought the plot overall was like a good idea. I was like, yeah, I enjoy this. Um, and you know getting to the finale and seeing Boba and Din like working together as Mandalorians that was everything that was everything and I I am hoping and I'm I'm pretty sure that we're not seeing the last of Boba like it would be really weird if we did especially because now his story and Din's story are so connected um 
they had that moment, you know, and, and I was like, Mm, that's gay anyways um besides the point of course but you know it, it it was important to their story and to both of their characters because Bobo was a bounty hunter you know he he really was in it for himself um but throughout the like canon and throughout like his storyline we've seen that he does care about people their whole arc in the clone wars that he was in with Ventress was really awesome and you could and when and I thought of it when he was like with Din and like they were working together and wanting to save each other and all that stuff and I was like oh my god that's just like Boba in the Clone Wars when he kind of realizes that he's not the like worst and he is kind of like yeah I I care about people a little bit like that was a that was that was the kind of callback that I liked it wasn't like explicit but it was like oh if you've seen this arc of the Clone Wars like you would know like this is not the first time this has happened um which is another thing like people are like oh this this show is bad because Boba's out of character and I'm like no he's not like he is very this is very much Boba Fett like this is who we know um you just have this idea of Boba Fett in your mind uh that's not what the canon tells you though so watch some tv and pick up a comic book anyways going back to being positive I think that overall I did like Boba's arc it just feels unfinished but that probably on purpose, like I'm sure that we're going to see him again. Um, it would have been nice to get confirmation of that before the episode ended. Um, I feel like that's kind of, that was kind of my thing. Like same thing I had with the Bad Batch. I was like, I don't like this show. It's not going well. And these characters are not going to be wrapped up and we're not seeing enough of certain people and we're seeing too much of other people. And then as soon as season two got confirmed, I was like, okay, wait, this show is actually really good. They just need more time. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that's exactly the same thing I feel with Boba Fett. I don't know if Boba Fett's getting another season, but if his story continues in The Mandalorian, like Din's story continued in his show, that would make a lot of sense and would honestly make this show feel a lot better. You know, it would feel like, okay, these are actually just connected stories and not just something that Din Djarin needed to appear in their stories are great separate but like together they obviously work better yeah one thing that I'm like this isn't really a critique it's just like genuine curiosity of how they're gonna do it is because like we end Mandalorian season two Grogu goes off with Luke and then now we know that Luke trained him for a bit and then he gave him this choice and he chose to go back to Din which is like their reunion I did so cry. Cute. <laughs> so cute. I'll cry right um, now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm curious to see like where a Mandalorian season three is going to pick up because I don't think that they can rely on everyone who watches the Mandalorian having watched Book of Boba Fett because I do know people who like only watch the Mandalorian and have like seen some of the movies. Um, and so I'm just like wondering, like, because there's been a lot that has happened to Din and to Grogu and so it's just like where are they going to pick it up are they going to like backtrack a bit or are we going to see things from like different perspectives so I am very curious to see that I'm also just very excited to see more of Din and Grogu and Din with the Darksaber and just like Mandalore stuff in general in Mandalorian season three um I can't see Bo-Katan again but that's so not relevant (laughs) um but yeah so I think that Din and Grogu's like 
little storylines and little reunion in this who are very cute and I do love them a lot and I'm very glad that they are back together and I can't wait to see what they're gonna be up to next yeah I'm excited for Mando season three obviously I'm <laughs> I really loved Injarin um and so seeing him in the show was super cool and I I, I liked the you know more more information about him and how he like is taking the leaving his son to the Jedi and stuff also just to put it out there order 66 and Grogu's little battery moment I why (laughs) why like like yeah it was great and I loved it but also ow like that was kind of rude of you um anyways I thought you know things like that those little things which are like building their characters are really really nice to see and I just think that they're as their stories continue it it'll be nice to look back I hope and be like okay I understand now why this was like this and I didn't like it then but maybe I'll like it sometime in the future um which is what I'm hoping I feel like I do that though with a lot of Star Wars like there's a lot of like parts of the Clone Wars which I really didn't like and now having all of the information I can and especially after like reading the High Republic I can like look back and be like that was so good I loved it and it was so important to the story um but like when I was watching it I was like what is this like why am I watching this yeah that's I think a reason why like I love reading the books and comics so much because one they're just really good but it also like enhances your viewing experience like a specific example that comes to mind is like I watched Clone Wars and I was like wow I love Ventress she's really cool and then I read Dark Disciple and I was like she is so cool she's like one of my favorites and then I rewatch things she's in in the Clone Wars and it's just like better because you know more about her and there's a lot of characters in books that are that way um this is not really relevant to Book of Boba Fett but just like to the point of like I do think that after seeing like Mandalorian season three and however much more of that we end up getting and how it wraps up and like how Boba factors into that coming back I am gonna be like okay wow this really worked and like specifically I'm thinking of like the conversation that Boba and Din have where Din is like I'm here with you until the end basically which yeah was really gay but that's not the point um but I do think that there's like a really interesting story to be told about like Boba's relationship to Mandalorian culture and also Din's because he comes from a very specific sect of Mandalorians um which is things that we've been exploring in the Mandalorian with the with like Bo-Katan being there and obviously she has a very different experience and I think that that's obviously going to be a big part going forward and so I'm really hoping that Boba will also be a part of that because it is a thing for him to explore like his relationship with his Mandalorian identity and that also can tie into like how his relationship with his father was and how much Django means to him and so I'm really excited to see like where we go from here because I think that that conversation in particular but also just this whole finale could be a really cool jumping off point going forward for Boba and Din's story like as a collective unit right I think like this story could have worked a lot better if it had more episodes especially with the episodes that like only Din was in and Boba wasn't there um but you know it wasn't which is fine I think that it overall it kind of got its point across it was kind of like yeah this is we're we're showing this audience that hey 
we we need to be watching everything you know it, it's it's as someone who enjoys like storytelling the show was really great in the aspect of wow look at everything it's connecting to that's really cool you know but um but as like also again someone who loves storytelling I'm like okay well this one show in particular is just not working um by itself let's move on to uh I think that this introduction to the pikes was really cool because we've seen them before um they were in the bad batch show they were also have been in comics and I think they actually showed up in Clone Wars too uh but yeah I thought like the idea of like showing these like crime syndicates a lot more um is really good for Star Wars because that's an interesting jumping off point as well you know you could you could tell so many stories with these crime syndicates and with these like the way that stories can go with them and stuff especially like in this era of Star Wars which we don't know a lot about like the Mandalorian is like the show is serving to connect the original trilogy time period to the sequel time period um and that was like the point from the beginning you know is to tell a story of the Mandalorian and to connect these two uh trilogies and it did a really good job it's like still doing a good job um but you know as as a part of something bigger the the quote-unquote villain of this story um I thought worked really well I just liked the pikes I thought they were cool uh I think the introduction of crime syndicates I'm still a little disappointed that Karim's and Dawn was involved yeah, I, I'm like clown makeup on right now <laughs> the amount that I talked about like Kira, Cruz and Dawn being involved and then they just weren't which I'm not like oh that's terrible they should have been there but also right. like I thought I really did clown. I really <laughs> thought they were going to be there. And so now I'm just like, <laughs> sorry, guys, I I was wrong. <laughs> I also did think that some other bounty hunters were going to be showing up, like from the bounty hunters comics, which again, like, it's not like a bad thing that they didn't. And I, especially as it got towards the end, I was like, I would still like to see them, but also they can't rely on everyone having read these comics. So people would just be like, who are these people and why are they important? However, I do now. I'm hoping that in the comics in the future, they'll kind of explore like how, because Boba Fett is obviously a very different person now than he was like not even that long ago. And so I am hoping they'll explore like what's his relationship with these other bounty hunters now that he's sort of like gotten away from bounty hunting and sort of like changed some of his ideals and outlooks on the world because like he, like in the bounty hunters comics, he's not on good terms with like anybody and so it'll be interesting to see like if that factors into his story now and if he's like oh I kind of was terrible to a lot of other (laughs) bounty hunters that maybe I should like think about that um so yeah I'm excited to see like the future of his story like as a part of like Din Djarin and the Mandalorian story but also as a part of like the bounty hunter story because he obviously like we are first introduced him in the movies as a bounty hunter and like that was what he did for a large portion of his life and it's a big part of who he is so I hope that like both those facets of his life get explored in the future in both tv shows and also like books and comics I'm just thinking about when Fennec 
like save the biker people and they were yeah. like thank you and she was like manners I like it oh my I god <laughs> I do actually believe that that was Drash's gay awakening that's so my new headcanon she saw that and she was like am I gay do I like women can we talk about her in the in the Freetown girl yeah <laughs> literally I've already written their story in my head. <laughs> I wish we had her name. Like, yeah, Cobb Van. Cobb Van being alive. He's alive, thank God. Not what I, ex- I did expect there to be an end credit scene. Was not yeah. expecting it to be Cobb Van in the back to tank, but like, thank God. Um, yeah. However, I am, where is the second post credit scene where we find out that Garsip Whip is alive? Because <laughs> I'm, I'm upset. Yeah, me too. Where is she? Yeah. <laughs> I miss her. Um, so yeah, I would really have appreciated that. But you know, at least Cop Vant is live. I hope we see him again. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure we will because they wouldn't have put that in there just for no reason. Yeah. Um, I do love that his little weak way boyfriend like rallied the troops for him. I really appreciated that. Thinking like, oh, you know. It's cool. Everyone's like teaming up. We're getting together, like gonna defeat these bikes. And then <laughs> and then they're really losing. They're really losing. And then Bobo was like, oh my god, wait, I have a rancor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is really the worst of me though, because I was like my first thought when I saw the rancor in his little claws come over the thing was OMG just like the leveler <laughs> I said I was watching with my friend and we had obviously just read Trail of Shadows 5 the previous night and I was like is that the level <laughs> and I was like no this is has nothing to do with that but also yeah it, it, it did I was like Rogu claws. run <laughs> Oh my god getting leveled anyway and then, my, and, then, and then boba was on top of the rancor and my second thought was omg just like amar chris <laughs> that is that is where my brain was at um it loved boba on the rancor though and then like din trying to like do the same and just not just not working i did love that at the beginning of the episode, Boba's like, no, I want to, like, protect the city. We're not just going to, like, de-. and then the Rancor just, like, destroyed the city. I was like, That's- <laughs> get your dog, like. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, also, also, um, has nobody watched the Onderon arc or the Clone Wars? Um, Literally the whole episode, I was like, guys, the Onderon arc, like, Stila Guerrero would never. <laughs> no. I was like, mm, this might be the one situation in which Lux Terry is actually useful. <laughs> like, so I, I was like, yeah, I was like, you guys, just, just roll under it. You're fine. You'll be fine. I promise. Oh, the plague of knowing Star Wars things. <laughs> yeah, that was really funny. I was like screaming. I was just like, guys, guys, guys the Clone Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when we were playing? Clone Wars, not Clone Wars. We're playing Boba Fett. Guess who? And you asked me, "Is this character a Mandalorian?" And I said, "Yes." And it was Grogu. And we were like, "Oh my god, so true!" Like he is technically a Mandalorian. Well, now he's an actual Mandalorian because we, he has our. Yeah, we predicted and, and manifested this. 
We did. We manifested that. So everyone can thank us that Grogu now has Mandalorian armor and is Mandalorian. I love that. I thought that was the cutest thing ever. Also, <laughs> just when when the, the X-Wing lands and Pelly's like, oh my God, the cops are here. Hide the drugs. <laughs> and, then, and then little Grogu pops out and I was like, oh my God, R2-D2 flying Grogu. Oh my God, just like the Clone Wars. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. do love that. Grogu was like, I actually choose my other dad. Sorry, Luke. And Luke was like, okay, and like puts him in the Uber and just sends yes. him off. Like he couldn't even go drop him off himself. He was just like, you know what, R2, take this little kid back to his dad. It was so yeah. funny. Here, I'm... drive the infant yourself, R2. I'm not tagging along. I have to go put Yoda's lightsaber back. Literally, he's like, what do I do with this now? I thought for <laughs> sure he was gonna pick this. <laughs> Yeah. He's like, what kid chooses a shirt over a lightsaber? (laughs) I just, I just love the fact that Grogu did, when Grogu chose being a Mandalorian and being with Din Djarin over being a Jedi, I was like, oh my God, so true. You know, oh my gosh. Remember that conversation in Star Wars 20 between Luke and Elzar Man? And Elzar was like, you don't have to be a Jedi. He did the same thing with, with Grogu, I swear. And Grogu actually listened, though. He was, that little guy was like, oh my god, Elzar Man, you're so right. I am not a Jedi. And then- It was, like, so true, Bestie, because the last time I was training to be a Jedi, a bunch of clones tried to murder me. So I'm actually (laughs) gonna go, but you have fun, though. Also, I don't know, me and, like, my brain screaming when Luke was like, choose choose between being a jedi and being a mandalorian because i was like didn't he already do this like didn't he already do this and it wasn't like a i don't know i felt it didn't come across very well because i was like okay why is he making him choose instead of just being like hey you know you don't have to be a jedi like like it is your choice but i'm not going to give you an ultimatum here you just choose yourself and let me know that's what I was like. I don't know. I didn't like that, but it happened. It's not my decision to make. I just read the High Republic, so I know how how Jedi can be healthy with one another. Um, yeah, I was like, was I did it. actually read Midnight Horizon, um, <laughs> so I know that Jedi know how to manage their attachments. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You know who needs to who needs to have a conversation with Luke Skywalker? Cantum Sigh. Oh my god, Cantum Psy trains Grogu? Iconic. Okay, but like, if Grogu had lived during the High Republic, I can't believe I'm talking about this. If if Grogu had lived during the High Republic, Cantum Psy could have also offered him Yoda's lightsaber, but also been like, let me tell you some things about being a Jedi and having attachment. Um, No offense to Luke Skywalker, love you bestie, but like, Cantum Psy. Candom's eye walks through the world between worlds, sees that moment happening, and then their first thought is, oh my god, you look just like my master. (laughs) And then their second thought is, Luke Skywalker, what are you doing? Why? Like, what is going on here? No. Anyways, back to Boba Fett. (laughs) We kind of talked about this already, but the, like, final fight between Cad Bane and Boba Fett, I was like, 
kind of losing my mind that's that's like a good example of like tying back to things that have happened previously because they like reference the past that they have and so like as people watch the clone wars we're like oh yeah but like if you didn't know that you would just be like oh they're just both bounty hunters so they like know each other um and so i thought that final moment between them was good not uh, this was also a like not really a critique but just something that i was like i want this personally is that when fennec walked out and saw cad bane i was like can i please have a bad batch reference like maybe i just love the bad batch but i was like come on besties this, this is your I chance needed, maybe i just needed the cad bane fennec uh rematch i did i bit. did really want that actually i was like i want her to beat his ass again just yeah, to so piss true. off even more fanboys yes yeah yeah so true also cad bane is so old he is so old. I was I'm like, like bestie. Um, how are you? It was you literally alive? like I was watching him talk, and it was like that meme that's like, "Grandpa, let's get you to bed," because he's like saying <laughs> shit. He's like, he's like, Boba, you're getting soft in your old age, and I'm like, you're like seventy something, I think. Like, mm-hmm. take a seat. At least, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like I really, uh, I did have Cad Bane showing up on like my predictions and like my bingo card and shit, but I had like flashbacks because I was like there's no way that man is still kicking and then he just showed up and I was like how old are you can we get more Cad Bane in the past a Cad Bane novel maybe yeah I also I really wanted like a like the fact that they never talked or addressed Boba being a clone literally after they put Fennec in like I was like oh that's the whole point is that Fennec was like worked with clones and like knew clones very well and also Cad Bane was there. And yeah. then they were just like, eh, they're not going to talk about it. Like I needed, I needed more like Fennec and Boba talking to each other. Like as much as we got the two of them together, we really didn't see much of that. And like very early on, that's what I was really excited for. Cause there were some really great interactions between them towards the beginning of the series. But like, as we got later, like obviously there were two episodes that they literally just weren't in, but even like the finale, like, they didn't interact with each other that much. And I'm like, I think that the show should have leaned more into being about like the relationship between the two of them and also like the differences between the two of them. Cause there are a lot of things they disagreed on. Like even in the finale, when Boba's like, when Din is like the people of Freetown will help us if we like, don't let drugs be sold on Tatooine. And Fennec is like, drugs make a lot of money. Like we should think about this. And Boba's like, no, we're not doing that. Like right. stuff like that where they like disagree on things as big as that could have been really like delved into and made like for some really interesting plot lines. But the problem was just that they spent too much time away from them. And like the two of them didn't spend enough time just talking to each other where all these interesting things like Boba being a clone and Fennec's connection to clones like didn't get explored simply because of the length of the show and the amount of time that they were not in the show. Yeah. And I also found myself being like, what is Boba's plan? Like for a majority of the show, I was like, okay, you're this crime lord and you want to do some kind of good, do right by the people of Tatooine, right? But like, like, what are you doing? You know, like he, he in the first bit, he he made like an alliance with the with the families or whatever. Um, and then at the end, he was like, okay, we're gonna fight and not destroy the city. But like between that I have no idea what what was going on I was like okay well where's what's this big plan of yours because obviously you're in trouble also 
how are you like helping at all? Like, how are you being a crime lord right now if you're not dealing in crime? You know, uh, he never. That's, yeah, in the crime. finale when she's like, "Oh, we can make a lot of money from Spice," and he's like, "No, we'll like make money other ways." I'm like, Bessie, that's how crime lord is. Like, are you sure you want to do this? No, literally, I thought that at the end he was going to be like, you know what, this isn't for me. And then he just like retires because I was like, I feel like, like he wants to help people. That's great. But like, this doesn't seem like, I guess you did like go up against the pikes, you know, but like just in general, like day to day function of what literally being a crime lord entails I don't get what he wants to be accomplishing and like how this is going to help him accomplish it like I like the idea of Boba being like okay well I need a I need to be in a position of power where I have like autonomy right because I've been a bounty hunter for so long and everyone else has been telling me what to do my entire life um so now I want to be in charge of myself and and the people around me um but like we never really saw this like we saw a lot of boba being like oh yeah i'm a part of a family and like i have a tribe and even after like the tuscans were not in the show um he kind of had this bond with fennec in which he was like yeah this is this is my tribe now you know and he we see him throughout the series bring people into his circle the biker gang chrysanthemum which was cool and all, um, but I felt like a lot of this, the story was building up to Boba finding his individuality, and then they just didn't, and then they just didn't, and I was like, you guys, missed opportunity, he's a literal clone, individuality is everything to the clones, and I know he doesn't see himself as a clone, he sees Django as his father, but that does not, like, he can't just be like, no, I'm not a clone, like, at all, you know, like, there has to be some acknowledgement of that, and so that's somewhere where I was, like, okay, this is falling short a bit, um, but, you know, you can't have everything in one season, which is why I wish they'd be, like, yeah, there's gonna be a season two, or at least in the end of, like, at the end credits, you know, them being, like, Boba Fett will return, because as of right now, we don't know. Yeah, I definitely think that, like, the individuality thing that you said could have been so interesting because he is a clone and also because he doesn't view himself as a clone because like people lump him into like the group of clones and he doesn't like we know he doesn't like that like even like in the Mandalorian when Bo-Katan is like you're a clone he's like the like I don't view myself that way like Jango Fett is my father um so like there was a really interesting story to be told and I think that like myself as a viewer would have really liked to see it if they had sort of delved into like how he views being a clone and like sort of had him like reconcile the fact that like he is a clone but that that doesn't mean that he's just like a part of this group and that he doesn't get to be his own person and I also think that Fennec could have been a big part of that especially because she literally knows his sister like literally like like I wanted just at least one scene where they talked about that because it's so important to Boba's character and I'm just like what it seems so intentional to have her know Omega and then not to even bring it up was like again just like a missed opportunity where it would have been such a cool payoff to like the stories that have been being told in multiple different shows exactly I agree I think that I'm hoping we get more Fennec in season two of the Bad Badge you know whenever it comes out 
Um, and I hope that it is expanded upon um, just because, again, we need more information about Fennec. She's literally the secondary character of this entire show and we know nothing about her. That's a little bit upsetting. You know, also, okay, I guess I am getting into it. Um, <laughs> I guess I am because Fennec's character did not feel very great to me in this show. Like throughout the, like I liked her in the beginning a little bit. Um, I my favorite moments are when she and Boba are having healthy communication between two adults. Um, those are my favorite moments. And it felt really good because I was like, oh my gosh, look at this woman and this man having a really healthy conversation and her, you know, this is really good representation, blah, blah, blah. Camilla on TikTok was like, okay, well, you know, Fennec's character doesn't feel like very great representation because she's not very feminine and I liked her better when she was written by a woman in the Bad Batch. I totally agree um and there is a huge difference in their characters and you know you could be like okay well there's like a good chunk of time there's 20 almost 30 years in between when we see her there and when we see her in the Book of Boba Fett but also you know the core of your being as like an adult does stay there you know people change obviously but like they felt very like very different characters um and so I thought you know not getting to see a lot of Fennec was a miss it was a miss she's on screen a lot but like a lot of it's action and not a and a lot of it is just like her being there um I would have liked to see her talk more I would have liked to see more of like her story uh her thought process in those moments like you said when her and Boba are disagreeing could have been expanded upon so, so much more and added so much depth to not only her character, but also Boba's character and how they view politics and how they view society and um, how those things, those different views are going to impact Boba's ability to rule people, you know? Um, I just thought that that was something to bring up because like I said, Fennec's character, a missed opportunity in this. And don't get, don't get me wrong. She's hot and sexy. She's great i love her to death but like can we get a little bit more please like I, this is you did market this show about boba and fennec and then they just weren't in two episodes <laughs> and we still know nothing about fennec shan um so yeah i guess that's my critique i want to know more about especially because you know there are so many like action sequences with her where we see like how good of a fighter she is and this was also true in the bad batch that I want to know, like, because even in the Bad Batch, she literally fights Cad Bane and wins. And mm-hmm. we know how skilled Cad Bane is, so that means we know how skilled she is. And that is, like, early on in her bounty hunting days. And I'm like, I want to know, like, where is she from? Like, where did, like, I don't want to be like, where did she learn all this? Because that sounds like I'm being, like, fanboys who are like, oh, she can't fight that good. Like, But, like, yeah. I want to know because she is so good. I'm very hey. curious to know, like, like what where where is she literally we don't know where she's from we don't know like anything about like her childhood her upbringing anything we just know that she's a good fighter and was a bounty hunter for a bit and now works with Boba Fett and I'm like I want to know more because I think that she is a very fascinating character I think there are so many interesting stories that could be told with her just based on like this platform that they've built for themselves to jump off of but this this should have been where that happened 
like she was the co-lead of the show I needed a little more I I needed to come out of this show more knowing more about her than I did going in like that seems like it should be a very easy thing to accomplish but they literally didn't like I couldn't tell you any more about her now except for like a few little lines than I could before I watched this show and I think that that is one of the biggest like wasted opportunities because she is such a cool character and she is so good at what she does and Ming-Na Wen is obviously so talented and she is so hot and sexy and I'm just like give me more I need more true yeah I think I don't know like like you said this show should have been where her like character development is I hope we see her more I think we will see her more you know in the future um and I do want to say like Mandalorian season one Fennec literally died right and that was gonna be it for her character and then and then no one was like but what if she didn't die like Dave what if she's alive and Dave was like yeah or John or or whoever it was you know but I thought so I think that they kind of were like oh maybe let's actually like make her a character is that not how most Star Wars characters start though like that's how Boba started too so it's it's like kind of a reason but it's not an excuse kind of thing where I'm like okay you guys need to like step it up a little bit um and while I would have loved to see more of her like in in this show and hopefully more of her in for the in future shows I would also really enjoy um, a Fennec Shan novel. As, as a Star Wars so reader, true. I love that. Um, I think, I don't remember who it was. I think it might have been Lil um, at Owl Sanctuary on Twitter was like, oh, what if Alyssa Wong wrote the Fennec Shan novel? And I literally had a meltdown. I, I haven't stopped thinking about that since. Oh, I was like, I... I will pay them to write it. Like, I will literally take my money. Take my money. <laughs> Just do it for me, actually. <laughs> I would, yeah. I want to start a petition. I want that to happen now. Um, so, yeah. Anyways, just wanted to throw that out there. If any, if anyone's listening who is in charge of that, please. <laughs> for <Yeah>. us. <laughs> I think that could be, like, genuinely a really good way to expand on her character. Like, obviously, as you said, that should have happened more in this show. But it's, like, it didn't really. And so we hopefully we'll see her in The Bad Batch season two, I'm really hoping. But then, like, that show's not about her. So I feel like it's not going to be, like, oh, here's Fennec Shan's backstory but like a novel that takes place prior to that and explains like who she is and where she comes from and just like more about her in general could be so good like I would eat that shit up um so true anyway that's my <laughs> let's make that's it out pitch. Pitch for- yeah oh my gosh how much did I want to see Afra in this show <laughs> I literally started believing it at one point I like gaslighted myself I was like no, Sage, like, Afra's literally showing up in the book of Boba Fett. I don't know why. I don't know why I would think yeah. that. But, um... Clown era. I was like, I need to go, like, delete all my tweets where I was like, wow, I can't wait to see Bosk, Afra, and Balance in episode <laughs> four or five or whichever episode of the book of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Um, if you saw me saying that, you did not. Yeah, you didn't. I didn't say that. <laughs> I never said Balance was going to show up. I never said Afra was going to show up. Thank you so much for listening to Fulcrum Transmissions. Please feel free to send us questions. You can DM them to us on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. 
If you enjoy our podcast, please leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'd really appreciate it. Next week, we are going to be starting a new series called Girl Boss of the Week, starting with Bo-Katan Kreese. So feel free to send us questions related to that as well. Once again, thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode.